This is Lion Dance Podcast. Hello, and welcome to Lion Dance Podcast with Megan Barcelia and Christopher Gonzalez. You know the drill by now. We did some dancing earlier, and we're going to tell you all about what we danced and uh, what we think about those dances. We're going to start with uh, the date. It was February 22nd, Magnolia Park. Uh, of Ronert Park, we put on. First of all, there was your dance, um, which which you just kind of got into your body to warm up. Uh, recorded a demo for that earlier today as well. And then, as far as other people's dances, we had "Crash" by Fred Whitehouse. What are your thoughts? <laughs> well, this one, I could say, in the interest of saving time, go back to any episode in which it's ever mentioned. But also. I will get one more kick out of sharing this story once again. I love, 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 love this dance. It has been one of my top feel-good dances for a long time now. I have so many positive memories associated with this dance. And that includes the fact that this was the first lesson I took from Fred Whitehouse. And how often I get to dance it and kind of play, interact a little bit with John Robinson to this one. There's some personal thoughts and memories associated with it. And so this dance is just fun, fun, fun for me. Now, to break it down, though, the choreography, I like the smoothness of it with the, it, like, it almost has like this glide feel to it with a little bit of like with the knee pop kind of like just a a more of a grounded feel than some of the you know wilder ones that we'll get to a little bit later like stomp your feet um and there's a couple points where it like really really hits because he uses just a point to the side and it just nails it every time in the lyrics and or the accent of the music as well as like there's some backwards body rolls like as you're traveling backwards which was my first experience with those and I just I don't know I just always feel good and like a dancer when I get the opportunity to dance this one. I don't know that I've quite had my moment with this dance yet because I just relearned it last year during lockdown. I remember when we went over it in Ives ages and ages ago, Ives Hall at Sonoma State University. And I think the way that my mind worked with this dance then was like those little diet Tupperwares where you get like a certain size that's a color. So you have like the yellow Tupperware and then the bigger ones. My mind for this dance was one of the little Tupperwares. So I kept seeing it in these little chunks like this is the chunk where you do the the roll back, the roll back. So it was like in chunks of two counts, four counts, eight counts, and they seemed interchangeable. I didn't I didn't have the big ballroom feel of it, even though I'd seen Joe dance it before, and she makes it look very good and, and pretty. But now I can kind of I, I I'm less confused now that I've been able to see it from an older mind with a bigger Tupperware surrounding these um, these steps. Now I can see the bigger picture of it so that it's a little more um, apprehensible. I, I can grasp it more, but that still doesn't mean that I've like had an emotional connection with it yet. So maybe at some point, at some event, I'll, I'll feel about it the way that uh, you do. But yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong with it, I can definitely say. Um, then we have Sinner by Roy Verdonk and Roy Hedisabrodo, uh, which I think I first became aware of possibly because of the Festaline 2015 video that's on YouTube of 
all these choreographers who were at that event dancing it with a lot of enthusiasm. You have your own stories about Sinner. What are those? <clears throat> well, I definitely share that same uh, video memory. In fact, I think we just watched the video or rewatched it like a few days ago even. Um, but it was one that there's enough of a what the heck am I doing mixed with the, oh, these steps are so obtainable that along with the, the song brings an element of fun. So I felt that it was a great opportunity when I made a trip to see some friends in Reno, Nevada, and they asked if I wanted to teach anything. And I said, sure. And I was looking through some of the things that I thought would be fun or that they might enjoy there. And this was one of the dances that I chose to teach and they had a blast they've kept it the whole time and they've just really really enjoyed it up there as well as I just like how much fun that video is to watch that I want to be part of it so badly so I really really enjoy that and I kind of let loose each time I have the opportunity to dance it so it's, it's definitely up there on my list of must keeps Islands in the Stream by Karen Jones is next, and this is one that I may have resisted a little bit at first. Uh, as I mentioned before, there were these dances people told me I needed to know, and I, because I had never heard of them before coming out of the bars, I thought, well, if I haven't heard of them before, then I don't know why I need to know it. But um, that that is, what is that, hubris? Arrogance? I don't know. Some, one of those words. Um, and... What eventually sold me on it was seeing John Robinson dance it at Worlds when Worlds came to UCWDC. Worlds came to San Francisco, and I think I had tried to learn it before, and it was too weird, too wonky. the The beats were not where I would expect them to be. Um, after the sailor turn, right shuffle turn, you step with your left, you turn over your right. It's just it's like wave on wave. There's a weird bit, and I don't like that my body doesn't want to do it. But like I said, I saw John just getting into the groove. He'd been dancing it for years at that point, so he was playing with it. And by the end of it, I felt like I followed it decently enough. And when I relearned it, I built on that following, and it was much easier. Uh, starting cold and trying to remember where it splits across the eight was more difficult than I would have liked. And um, now, yeah, I enjoy it. Um, it's, it's pleasant, and I'd recommend it. So fun fact about this dance, I never actually learned this dance. I just know it. <laughs> and I think it just comes from all of the times that I've just taken the chance to get out there and dance it, that it's just kind of in my body. So when I hear the music, I kind of have an idea of what I'm doing. Pardon me. <clears throat> and yet I absolutely think that this is one of those like it is a classic for a reason kind of dances um, it is certainly one that gets played a lot in the Vegas lobby and it definitely gets played at several different line dance events in the United States um, and it's just it's one of those kind of sweet feel-good songs I know it gets played a lot at our Bay Area uh, dance events as well for our uh, local quote-unquote groups and 
again, like I said, like I don't know if I ever actually learned it. I know I've never seen a step sheet for it and I don't recall ever actually being walked through it. I might have been like, hey, okay, I'm confused about this one piece. What am I supposed to be doing there? Oh, that's what I'm supposed to be in there? Okay. But for the most part, I think I've just followed it enough. Um, I think of this one and ironically enough, I think we did the dance today as well um, as a sister dance to Wave on Wave. Like I put these two together. I always associate them together. And yeah, I'm just, I, yeah, I love them. After that, we have Hideaway Cha, another classic by Joanne Brady, Joe Thompson Smansky, and the Jamie Marshall. Uh, this one, I, a couple things I need to remember with it. One, it starts on the left, and it's okay if I don't quite get the first wall. Because if I don't dance it often, I may forget where some of the 8N1s and whatever else has um, happened. And it actually does go off phrase at, at uh, a couple points. So even though it hits really nicely, um, I I just need to keep this one fresh or I may forget it. And, and it will come up at many, many events if you are listening to this and planning to go to a circuit event. This one, I am so grateful that I learned it. It allows me to really practice my technique uh, because I think it gives that room and just that true feel towards styling and everything. Um, But I remember wanting to know it after seeing Maurice Rowe dance it. Like there was just something about how he just owned this dance that I was like, oh my gosh. Like, the dance itself is really, really good. But then you could do all these things with it? What? And so, yes. And I have pretty much enjoyed dancing it ever since. Next up, we have Shake That by Madison Glover. I really need to work on the tag. Not the Simon Raise Arms tag, but the bah, 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 bah. Pitbull yell! Yeah, that bit. I, I, I kind of fake. I faked it today when we danced it. I really should look at the step sheet for it. Um, part A used to confuse me uh, when Pitbull does come in because I wanted to do part B again for whatever reason. And at some point I confronted myself about that. Now I actually do the proper A going into that section for Pitbull. It still hits nicely. Uh, I like the way it feels. It builds my energy. It kind of reminds me of Chase That Dollar in that way. Uh, kind of reminds me of Whip It in that way very big sound and I thought Madison did a a great job pairing some click 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 um, movements where you you would want to hit them in the music Uh, this was one of the first ones that I definitely associate with Madison um, and kind of turned my head to be like oh wow who, who is that that like has created this dance and I didn't even learn it from her originally as far as I remember That is an excellent point. I don't know if I actually learned it from her originally or if I learned it from you or how we came about that. But I know that she taught it in Vegas, my first Vegas. I remember that much. And I remember really, really enjoying it. I liked the lesson. I liked how it how it was moving. And it was one that I kind of wish was circulated more for the time because we really just didn't see it after Vegas in our specific area that we would dance unless we were dancing it. Um, Now I'm sure it was big elsewhere 
But for us, it was literally like two of us knew it. And so like to keep it, you know, we would either have to dance it, which at the time we definitely, it didn't, definitely did not occur to us that we could like get together and just go to the park and dance dances. Uh, we always had the, well, where can we dance this? Well, Stoney's is a bar, but like there's only always, you know, two of us who know it. So maybe if we get there early, we could practice kind of situation. Um it definitely is one of those that I have to think about because I dance it so seldomly. And it's one of those that there's another one on the list that I'll, I'll probably re-mention this later that I kick myself for not remembering how much I enjoy it. Because it's like, seriously, how do I not remember that I like this dance this much? Because it's a lot of fun. Up next, I'm going to give it back to you. This is uh, Italiano by Shane McKeever. Niels Polson and Rachel McEnany White. I first learned this from Brenda Chateau. I showed up to one of her, her evening classes because I had had the night off or something, and she had taught this one. So I remember learning it in that special room with the bikes and the mirrors, and I remember where I was when I learned it. And I had so much fun when I first learned this dance. And then I got to do it over and over and over and over again at all these events. And it was so amazing because it really got into my body. I was able to start playing with some of the lyrics. Um, Some of the times, you know, I would add a cut, like two full turns as opposed to the little turn that's in there. I would play with where the music hits. There's a part where it's like, ja, 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 ja. And it just, it's one of those that I am able to really, really smile when I dance it. Yeah, I I think of you and Marcy and various hair things. (laughs) There's a lot of play for you with this one. I I enjoy the way this hits uh, very very similarly to um, Shake That with the the sailor step bit where... um, uh, Yeah, there's like the sailor step, ball step, touch, touch, sailor step, the oh mama mia. That's the easiest way to think about that section. I really like how that hits. It's very clever. Um, and it just syncs up nicely with other bits like the uh, the jazz box stuff. The the restart makes sense. It's got a build. It gets quiet and then it builds again, explodes. Uh, so musically, it's nice. And go figure, you know, anything with Rachel involved is going to fit movements right into their slot. I would highly recommend this dance. Uh, Then we have Got Your Number by Darren Bailey. I'm going to pass this one to you again. (laughs) Can you tell we've made some of Megan's favorites by any chance? Um, This one was one of those that I discovered online through YouTube Vivian 2 channel. I remember seeing it and I remember going, oh my gosh, it has my footy bits in it. Like I've mentioned in the past, I have a thing about footy bits. And the song was fun and upbeat. And so one day after work, I was outside. And I don't remember what it was, but I was waiting for a ride. And I, w- I started learning it because I was like, well, you know, he's not going to be here for X amount of time to pick me up. So let's kill some time by learning a dance. And so I learned it. And then I don't know if it was just something that we taught at club and then they liked it. And then we 
went to Reno one time and they asked us what we wanted to dance, what new thing, and we brought it there. And then after that, they learned it or if they had actually discovered it at a different time and we just so happened to know it because I know it's done in Reno and they really, really enjoy it out there. I know that it's done or at least it's been done at some SoCal stuff because when we had the Amy and Darren social and we had some of our SoCal friends up here, they were able to get out there and dance it with us, which I don't think at the time I thought they knew it. So I was really excited to see all these people. Um, and it's just, it's just a lot of fun. There is, I do have to admit, I do copy or steal or have a, adopted the double tag part that Reno does with our friend Dustin where he does a rock, paper, scissors, and it's a lot of fun. This is one of those interesting dances like Lily and Nothing But You that is kind of, you know, it's it's done at circuit events, but I think about it more in uh, terms of experiences I've had outside of uh, circuit. And I do remember when when we were first, you know, dancing this and, and Club liked it, uh, and then, you know, stagecoach people, stagecoach um, country music festival dancers from mostly from Southern California, they, they were getting really into it. Uh, but yeah, I think my happiest memories are of any time I've seen Dustin and Kylie and other Reno people dance it. And I like the different things that they do for the waking up because a lot of them jump. A lot of them are mm-hmm. not afraid to jump. And that's yeah. nice. And, and just as a dance, you know, it's it's fun. It's upbeat and it hits nicely. Uh, next we have, hey, it's more Darren Bailey, and this is Back It Up, and I think this is Darren Bailey and Friends, at least Raymond Sarlemagne. I'll, I'll look up uh, if there are any others. I know that Shoop has a ton, but uh, Back It Up, I think, is at least Darren and Raymond, and I will double-check that. What are your thoughts? Um, This is one of those dances that I think SoCal was really, really big on that we weren't at the time like you might have been aware of its existence at least but I didn't know anything about it but I think I started to want to learn it right around the time that Darren and Amy confirmed that they would come and do a workshop with Wine Country Line Dance and so I was like okay we have to like get all these Darren and Amy dances and we have to start teaching them all and this is one that you taught club and at that time I was able to learn it there's a lot of room for play for me in this one, and I really, really enjoy that. There, It's fun because I've referenced in other episodes how Rachel is genius, and she will listen to what the lyrics say and choreograph. And with this particular one, the back it up at the very end of the, the verse or whatever and do it again is when you back up and then restart the, the the dance. So I really, really enjoy how that works. This one makes me think of Sonoma State Lion Dance Club. Uh, most specifically, I would say probably Kendra Spiker, who enjoyed this one. Um, and so I ended up dancing it a lot with her. And musically, sometimes it feels kind of long, but that just encourages you to play during at least the second half because you've already been dancing it for two minutes by the second half. Um, I do get confused on the chase turn versus the step turn back a slow walk because sometimes I just space out and I'm not paying attention and it's a two wall dance. So you figure you're, you're doing that same step turn over your right shoulder into something. And 
and yeah, if you're not tuned in, you're going to have to like follow somebody else. And, and also, hey, it goes off phrase. So you can't just always go with what the music is doing. Um, I still recommend it. It's kind of like After Party where it can go to a lot of different things because of the, the tempo. And I don't know that we've really tried to song switch it much, but you know, maybe next time we're in SoCal, we can ask what they do it to. Then we have Larger Than Life. And I would not recommend dancing this on concrete. Um, we we did it in the heat today. And I, as somebody who like had probably peak moments with this, with Simon at Vegas Dance Explosion, I am not proud of what I did to this poor dance in the heat on concrete. So I look forward to the next time we are on a ballroom floor and I can go fully out, out on it, full, uh, as you know, Louis St. George would say, super cowboy, since this was one of the few crossover dances I knew in 2015 at Vegas, um, and, and do 110% the entire dance and not just like the last wall. Um, this one does bring out a lot of energy in you if you let it. And you just you need to be sure that you're able to give that much, or you'll feel like you're short selling it. Oh, and it's by Simon Ward. Don't know if I mentioned that. <laughs> so this one is an interesting one for me, and maybe you'll expand more on this once I stop talking. Larger than life was a quote unquote off limits dance at the bar when I first started dancing. And what that means is it was a dance team dance that they were not going to teach ever. They totally changed the tag too, which I'm uncomfortable with, but that's beside the point. And I remember really liking the step, knee slap, foot slap part and going, oh my gosh, that's so cool. I've never seen that in a dance before, how that works and I really want to know. I'm really, really confused. But then you went and learned it at some way, somehow. And I'm sure you'll, you are willing to share. Because all of a sudden, the team would be out there, but then there'd be like you and our friend Keith. And I'm like, wait, how do they know this one? That's so cool. Like, and so it was just, it was really different. It was really neat. And I remember this was one of the first dances that I had you teach me because I knew you knew it and I wanted to learn it from way back when, when I first started dancing at Mavericks. And that was just where it began. It was so cool. I wanted to learn it, blah, 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 blah. This is before Megan realized that there was things called choreographers. And then... It made it even that much more mind-blowing when I knew this dance in Vegas with Simon Ward. And I was like, oh my God. Like, it was a total fangirl moment. And I didn't realize it until I was like, in the moment. And you're like, yeah, this is, the, this is who created this dance. And I was like, huh? What? Oh my God. And then it just kind of went from there. It has been one of my top dances for even before I ever knew the dance. So I don't see this one going anywhere. Um, I was a little nervous, however, getting out there today because like I've said before, when you don't dance for as long as I have not danced, it's terrifying to know what you do and do not actually know. But I was really relieved that I know this one. Uh, as I mentioned, this was a crossover dance for me in the sense that I knew it before Vegas and before Vegas was just bars. The bar I knew this from was the Davis Graduate. 
that th- this dance was popular there for some reason, and some of my happiest memories with like flair in it are from the Davis grad, uh, like the waving hands back and forth, and uh, Chris Safern doing the slappy knee bit in a circle while moving forward. Like these are things I got from the grad, not from from uh, circuit experience and that i believe that's how keith um, knew it as well this is also one just you know shout out for stephanie miller that she was very excited about and would often request at sonoma state line dance club um i'm glad that there are dances like that like chill factor like dizzy that can exist uh among enthusiastic populations both in country bars and uh in the circuit up next is beautiful goodbye by michael barr uh, this, of course, makes me think of Michael dancing it with the the, the soft tap, 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 the big finish. And uh, and I remember it being danced a lot at my first Vegas in the lobby, as I recall. I did not learn it immediately. I remember it being played all the time. Like, I was writing down all the dances, and this one kept coming up, and I didn't know it. And it, I wasn't really into, like, slow line dances yet. But it seemed like, well, shoot, you know, if all these people are dancing, eventually I'm going to end up having to learn it. Um and now it makes me think of like Windy City and Boogie and again, other places where Michael and his, um, his posse and his fans uh, dance with him. You, I'm sure, have many more thoughts and memories about this dance. So this dance, to quote Michael Barr, is yummy. Oh my gosh, it's yummy. It's one of those that, Again, I feel like I'm just flying and gliding across the dance floor when I dance this. And there's just so much attitude and style and just, there. oh gosh, there's so much soul to this dance. And I love, 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 love it. And again, I mean, yummy. It's just yummy. All right. Up next, we have The Queen. This is by a trio. I believe it was choreographed about a half hour before they had to teach it. Uh, by Guillaume Richard, Gaëtan Béchelery, and Rémi Lemaire. They're all from France, as you might imagine. And this dance is a little uh, wonky. <laughs> it was tricky for me to learn... As you mentioned today, it has a lot of either sailor steps or what feel like sailor steps. Sometimes the syncopation doesn't quite happen where you expect it to, especially as so you have scuff out, out, and cra, ta, 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 one and two, three and four. It's, it's the third eight, the diagonal, whatever happens there, and then you're traveling backward, and you only really kind of get like a mental break in the end after you have like sailor step and you've, you've done our sailor step already and... You know, you do a backlock step. It, it it gets normal again at the end. And then the first few counts are kind of normal, but distinctive. It's that middle section that used to confuse me. Now that I have it, I can play with it. But it took me a while to get there for it to become intuitive. So there's a couple thoughts that come to mind. One, this is one of my students, Tina Moore's favorite dances. So I do think of her when I when I get to hear the music and or dance the dance. I do recall the, oh, I think it was Windy City. I might have just totally failed. But the event where we were in the main ballroom dancing on a Sunday and Guillaume was up on stage singing 
in French while dancing it. And that was a lot of fun. And then with this one, I remember when we were at Dancing Up a Storm and a small group of dancers had asked if I knew this one. And I said, yes. And you and I took a moment and you brought out the step sheet and you basically taught them in between one of our dinner breaks or something like that so that they could dance it later. And they were very, very excited. I remember this one being... No, it's interesting. It, I don't want to say this This one was confusing for me to learn because I don't think I've ever really had a major struggle with it because I think it just always just made sense in my head for some reason. Um, it's also... And I apologize. Please correct me if I'm wrong if you hear this, girl. Uh, Megan Waller really, really likes this dance. So anytime we're over in Florida and she's at an event, she she always calls us out like, hey, guys, 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 I want to dance this. And I know you two know it. So she gets to dance it with us. And that's another memory. Um, I did bring up that it's a lot of sailor or lockstepish today, which I thought was interesting because we've talked about the difference between having like catchy moves and like complicated moves and thought-provoking moves and then what we call like transition steps or filler moves. And a lot of times for me, I associate like a sailor as a transition step. And yet this dance is full of them and it works so well. It's like there's nothing overtly complicated about this dance in my head that says oh my gosh like I can't do that and this and that and this and that because I don't that's not something normal in my body I know how to do a sailor step I know how to do a forward lock step I know how to do a back lock step like so like I know those so I'm able to do that um the song has enough character too that allows me to play ever so slightly with those sailors and those locksteps because I know how to do those movements. Up next, we have a dance that we first saw at WWLA in 2016. This is Follow Me. And I was today years old when I learned that in addition to Darren Bailey and Fred Whitehouse, it was also choreographed by Raymond Sarlamagne. I don't know if I ever mentally registered that, even if I've read it aloud uh, on the podcast before, but yeah, go figure. I don't know if I've ever actually seen him dance it now that I think about it. Um, this is an interesting one. Uh, I'll just pass it to you. I would love to hear what you have to say about this. So I feel like I knew that Fred and Raymond were a part of this because that doesn't exactly shock me in any way, shape, or form. But I so associate this with Darren because of the video that I watched a hundred times to learn this dance but most specifically Joey Warren I saw him dance this and I was angry that I didn't know it I was like oh my god what is this dance why don't I know this I need to know this absolutely positively right now it's just there's so much to it it's like I, don't, I can't even describe it. It's more of a, instead of a soft dance, like a hard dance. And I don't want to say like punchy or like high energy, but I feel like it's 
it's just one of those where it's like crisp movements really make an like accentuate this dance but then there's these fun smooth spots to it um there's the and heel and heel and cross and there's like the heel grinds and the together like that and cross and you do that weird unwind bit where you like move your heels together in a circle and then there's the part that you and I just kind of have always done is the part where you're looking at a place and it's that long drag and we tend to go really really lunge low to it um there's just so much to this dance that I am so grateful I saw it when I did because it has been with me for a vast majority of my line dance journey so far so I have no doubt in my mind that it's going to stay that way because this is actually one that because of when I saw certain dances together, I also put this in with Pump It and New Flow. Like these kind of like just kind of those sister dances. Like this is part of that clump that I saw had to learn. I think if I had to give a a weird analogy because I haven't yet, I think this entire episode... Um, this is, it's probably a little bit influenced by the sound effects at the beginning of the song, but if you think about different dances being like different cars, like uh, taxi, Rolls Royce, BMW, this is like a subway train because <laughs> it's a little dirty. It's a little, a little gray and rusty, but like it's sharp. It stays on track sharply. Like it, it, it um it has defined edges like the bouncing turn you mentioned it has that grind like if you stick your finger on the tracks you're going to lose your finger it's that sharp but it also has power like you you can feel well like when you're doing the chest bump at the end uh the twist twist you know, there there's an oomph to it and then when you were doing the drag you know that does feel like you're you're traveling you're you're going through a tunnel or something and um yeah, this one just refuses to be like the other cars on the road. This is its own vehicle. Uh, up next, we have Skiffle Time by Darren Bailey. This one is super quirky. What are your thoughts on Skiffle Time? Skiffle Time is one of those that you will probably hear a vocal, oh no, or oh gosh, what am I getting into? Very late at night when it gets played because I cannot do this one at less than 150 because it's too fun. It's too entertaining. There's so much that you can do when you're playing with it. Like I imitate all the different things with like the fiddle, the ukulele, the bass, the washboard, all of that kind of stuff. I I have a blast with all of that. Um I want to say it was Motor City. Jill Babinick, you're crazy and I love you for it. Um I remember there was a bunch of us out on the dance floor. At one point I'm either dancing next to or in front of or behind like somewhere I can't I can't visually see it right now uh but Darren and at one point Jill from one end of the ballroom to the next just runs screaming and flailing and all of us are like what just happened as we're still dancing so it just that memory is there and I don't think it's going anywhere 
Yeah, I definitely have happy, upbeat memories with this as well. Uh, a lot of them have to do with John O'Lieberman. And I think our first exposure to this may have been at WWLA as well. We may have a video of it. I think that he and Rick were trying to remember it. I remember them struggling with it. And I think at some point when they're doing the, oh, no, she don't, somebody like travel, 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 sits in a chair and then travel, travel the other direction. I think there was a a chair on the dance floor for some reason. And yeah, I I think about John O dancing this um, a lot of the times that we, we do dance this dance. Uh, next up we have oh you know also it kind of reminds me of uh you know the energy we we had ages ago in our youth <laughs> dancing this dance once upon a time <laughs> right uh next up we have geek in the pink by johanna barnes which i think we did all right in getting back mostly today i, I it was not as rough as i would have thought this is a very cool dance it reminds me of a, a video that exists uh from windy city 2016 you can see johanna doing it you can see rachel doing it uh various others maybe joey's in the foreground somewhere and i didn't know it yet uh, i think this may have been one of my earlier exposures to it and doing it at the park today really gave me that ache of of i'm ready to go back to windy city now can we do windy city now please i'm ready to go to windy city now (laughs) like i want to do this in that cool ballroom with all all the people nicely dressed in the low ceilings and the chandeliers doing this doot, 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 do, almost like I Dream of Genie sounding song. Um, it was still nice doing it in the park with you. Very weird steps. The ankle breakers, uh, the street knee rolls out, the sweep, that you, the, the kick and, and weave into a sweep that you're not expecting. Very odd stuff happens in this dance, but I think it's worth it so you can dance it in the, that cool ballroom. So you kind of covered where I was going with this originally but essentially when I learned this dance the steps that I learned were very uncommon I can't tell you another dance that I have done ankle breakers in so it's one of those that pushed a comfort level and I really enjoyed it but I don't think I ever felt like I was confident in this dance until today at the park because it had been so long since we've danced it and yet for some reason a va- it took us like I think the first wall you had a chunk I had a chunk you had a chunk I had a chunk and then from there it was like oh we totally just pieced that together perfectly first wall let's just nail all the rest of them I was able to get the restart, which I don't normally do. Normally, I don't hear it or think it's coming. And I was able to style it and have fun with it. And I was actually able to remember what the last eight counts were supposed to be this time, which when I first learned this dance, it was just, again, it was uncommon steps for me where I was at. So... Like, I really had to think about it. And today I got to just go like, well, nobody else is around but you and me. And it's been over a year and a half. So let's see. (laughs) I don't think I'm going to remember any of it. And then I remembered as much as I did and then some. It was definitely a kind of interesting, surreal experience. But the dance itself, I like it because of the whole idea. Like, I feel like the song's talking about like, don't overlook the guy just because you think he's a geek in the pink kind of thing. And he's actually really cool and he's a lot of fun. And they, 
that's kind of how that I feel like about the dance. Like there's a lot to this dance that really hits satisfying and it's weird and quirky and unique and I love it for it. Up next, we have Wild Wild West by Jason Cameron. And I think I had been mispronouncing his name uh, up until this moment. Um, according to Copperknob, his name is Jerry Saib or Saib. I think I'd been calling them like Saibel or something. I don't know why. Maybe because of the Superman co-creators, similar names. Um, so S-I-E-B-E is his last name. And uh, yeah, he and Jason Cameron put this dance together. It's very popular uh, on the East Coast, as one might imagine, since uh, Jennifer Cameron runs a lot of those events. Um, I was sold on it, I think, when I saw a video of Fred, Darren, and Amy dancing this at some event somewhere. And I wonder whether Joey might have been at that event somewhere as well but i definitely remember the three the other three of them dancing it and they make it look like a million bucks they're traveling all over the floor they're goofing off with each other and you just want to do whatever kind of fun stuff they're doing like you want to have fun on that floor too it's funny when you watch choreographers in videos like that you see other people just kind of doing the steps and maybe they're like looking at the walls and then these people are just in their own world feeling the music improving new stuff bouncing off each other that makes you want to learn to dance just to know that that potential is there in those steps fred whitehouse is 100 percent the reason i wanted to learn this dance i saw him and it was like almost the best way to describe it would be like a kid in the candy store like he was just bouncing off the walls having a blast having the absolute most time of his life with this dance and there's a lot of random, I, I would say, steps that I wouldn't normally think would go well together. And yet they just work with how the dance feels against the music. It's fun. I mean, I honestly can't say that I would have thought to do Roger Rabbits in a line dance. But it works. It totally works. And... Over the years, I've seen more and more people dance it, and it's fun to see the different styling that people have on just even the uh, like bounce forward part where it's like you step and dip and then like step and hold or whatever. The way that they've done the lyric playing or the beginning of the dance, just how they style it ever so differently. It's just been a lot of fun to see how some of these choreographers who have been dancing this much, much longer than I have ever known about line dancing and how much they just play and love it and just like, I just want more of it. Next we have AM to PM, which was choreographed by Rob Fowler and Paul McAdam, uh, two of the four people in Masters in Line, even though this dance is not under the Masters in Line label. Um, This is one of the first dances I remember learning from Rachel McEnany White's Vimeo channel. I learned it from one of her videos, and I think I originally saw it at Windy City late at night, and I didn't know it, and I think a lot of people probably didn't know it. This was the same Windy City where I saw, what was it, cold-blooded, guilty, other dances that not many people were out there for, and I just kept a note of all these and figured someday I'd learn them. Well, aim to PM, uh, I finally did learn very weird stuff happens in this dance. It has the Monterey full turn, which I think is also in Rob Fowler's SXE. Um, it's got the like kick, kick, hitch, and touch, and touch. 
like what a combination that is. Um, the down, look down, look up. It's got, you know, the head motion, uh, similar to time to ride by masters in line. So head as choreography is interesting. Uh, it is not consistent across the dance in terms of like syncopation, uh, direction, things like that. Cause you've also got the slow, whatever those are turning, um, you know, you, you slide, slide, you go, you make a full box. Essentially you go around the room and then you have skate, skate, right, shuffle, rock, recover. And then you have the, you have the big finish of the turn into the bam, into that Monterey at the beginning. So like you better be paying attention, but, um, the being lulled into a sense of like false security feels a little slow. The, um, cross and cross low kick with the left foot before you do a cross and then full unwind. Um, that, that lifting of the leg for whatever reason feels slow to me. So I don't always remember to do this dance. Like I remember that I like what whip it, whip it is consistent throughout that dance. It keeps that energy high. And with this one, you can kind of forget where you are because you're doing the traveling around in a box thing, but um, it's necessary. I mean, that's just what the music calls for. I also like that the tag is kept simple. It's a like bubbles in your soda. Um, I would recommend this if you see it done at some event and you want to do it the next time you're at an event where you think it might be done. Other than that, you might not see it a whole lot. Um, worth learning if you want to pick up a, a Rachel video and uh, throw a couple bucks toward that channel. She does a great job. And also worth learning if you just want to challenge yourself with some unusual steps. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I've ever consciously seen this at an event honestly but I'm grateful that I know it and the reason why I know it is because you ended up teaching it and there is some interesting movements to it I do enjoy the the styling of like the kick quarter turn hitch step down and the point and point and the twist twist part um it's different and I like it for that reason and I do have to say, I absolutely love the very end turn into the turn opposite direction, full turn Monterey. That's, I don't know, it's, just, it's like one of those satisfying high points in the dance. So I really enjoy it. Uh, looks like we have about 15 minutes left for eight dances here. So uh, I guess in the interest of brevity, I'll just kind of get through slowly, gently, softly, very quickly and, and roughly. Uh, this is by Gary O'Reilly. It goes well with uh, sort of a reggaeton beat of one, two, and three, four, and five. So, you know, it'll go well with uh, Shape of You if you if you want to do it to Shape of You. It would probably go well with uh, Rain by the script. I haven't tried that to my recollection. Um, it's going to be played at a lot of events for probably the next couple years because Despacito was such a big song. Um, might be worth learning, might be of interest to uh, any class of yours that has been listening to the radio for the last couple of years. Yeah, this is definitely one of those that you can dance to other dances and you will absolutely see this at events. So it's it's been seen at events since it was pretty much released. It was just danced this last uh, Florida 2020. So it is certainly one of those that I recommend for just having an additional dance that you can enjoy on the dance floor. 
Uh, wave on wave, I'll keep quick because you may have some thoughts on this. Uh, I will say that I learned it, it was it was tricky. Uh, some some of the the last eight was real like what's going on here. Just like I mentioned about islands in the stream. But if you have the side behind and step turn, turn that into that turn the right foot into a kick before you do the rock back or whatever happens next because the kick makes it an actual count. It's not a hold then, and I like to fill it in with something. Um, I like the the arms up and down on the wave on wave uh, bit of the chorus, and I, I like that it's a positive message. You know, it has build, it has the music goes up, it goes down. Um, it, it, it's a, a fun ride. This is again another one that I don't think I ever actually learned. I've just followed it enough to now know the dance. Uh, I do know that I had, I've I've enjoyed the fluid fluidity of the dance it's very consistent in the sense of like how it just feels through the whole dance uh there is certainly room for me to play with it and kind of style it differently and it was actually a lot of fun just this last florida event seeing what rachel does with it um, I'll also mention that I think I watched John Robinson dance this one along with Islands in the Stream at Worlds, and that's probably why I pair them in my mind. Uh, next, we have Shane McKeever's Stomp Your Feet. Ah, This one, like you were mentioning earlier, like, I forget that I still like this dance. I don't dance this very often, but it was still in my body when we did it today, and it still brings out that, like, I'm going hard on this one feeling. Uh, I'm glad that I still know this, and I would recommend it to maybe an advanced or high intermediate class if you have one at home. The arms, very memorable. Go find a, a Rachel video where she teaches it. She's she's a hoot. Yeah, I definitely hear her when she's uh, teaching this one. This one, I was surprised. I remembered as much as I did. I do know that I need to clean it up a little bit more it could stand to be a little bit crisper on the hand movements but the fact that it was still in my body really says something it's very enjoyable there's a lot of there's a lot of movement that I can definitely see Shane dancing so it's fun to be able to dance a dance and have basically images of the choreographer rolling through your mind as you're dancing it because it gives me personally something to kind of look at like oh yeah this is when he did this and this is when he did that and I know that there's been times where we've danced it next to each other at events with the like step together with the hand way up high and you do the pop pop that you've pop popped on top of my head um and so it's it's fun that you have the ability to play with that as well as really just enjoy the dance. Uh, I'll also mention that when Whippet came out, I kind of knew who Shane was. When Stomp Your Feet came out, I definitely knew who Shane was. This definitely caught my attention. Uh, up next, we have Raise Your Glass. I don't know that I've ever seen this done just like naturally in the wild at an event, unless like we requested it ourselves after we uh, learned it. I think I learned this from some like YouTube recommended video or whatever. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I should learn that. It's a Rachel dance. And uh, then we started doing it at Sonoma State Line Dance Club and they enjoyed it there. So we got a lot of reinforcement on it there. I do like the way it hits the rock and roll bit. Of course, of course, Rachel is going to rock there. And of course, she's going to kind of roll back like a rolling vine almost. Uh, the, the hip bumps are great. You know, they, they give you ample opportunity to raise your glass, as is said in the music. It has a distinctive opening with that sliding box thing. Uh, the restarts make sense. 
Um, I, I enjoy it as, as a piece of art. Uh, and in Rachel's top canon, I mean, she has so many, I would put it at least in somewhere between like 50 and, and number 75. Because it's, it's not as well known maybe, but it's just as high quality as so many of her others. But, you know, of course you can easily fill the top 50 with stuff that like is done around the world all the time at every event. Um, and, and I still enjoy the sound of it. I, I hope that they bring back the non-explicit version to Spotify so that we can uh, play it earlier in the day, perhaps when the, you know, the kids are out and about at the park and not just when the owls and wolves are. Any thoughts on Raise Your Glass other than that? Um, I, honestly, it's it's one of those that I just remember very, very clearly dancing it over and over in the room in which we taught at Sonoma State because I haven't seen it pretty much anywhere else. And it's just, it's a lot of fun to dance it. Um, like you said earlier, pretty much everything you've mentioned about the rocking and rolling and the toes and the raising your glass, it's it's Rachel. I'm glad that you mentioned that about uh, dancing it over and over there because I still see the corner where I like solidified the touch back coaster step and then the sugar honey high tea uh, presses and then and then you turn over to the hallway of the rec center before you do the cross and kick and cross and cross and cross and all that. You really do imprint where you uh, first learned these dances. Next we have Switchblade USA, another one that we used to do a lot at Sonoma State Rec Center with the Sonoma State Line Dance Club. Uh, we kind of had a lot of this dance, more or less. Um, tricky thing about when people use similar patterns in dances, you don't remember which pattern you're supposed to do in that dance. And there's a pattern in this with the side touches, the and touch, and touch, and touch, swivel, turn left, shift the weight to the right side, and it's like, which which weight? Hold on, I, are we going forward or are we going back? And is this like the, the, the part in floor filler where you do the side touches? Do we do a kick and touch and touch like is in so many dances? So that part was a little confusing, but the rest, um, the rest was okay. I thought we did all right with that. Um, and I still enjoy the, the hand pushes. Uh, I like that there's a clap clap. And I think John just, uh, you know, he, he picked some interesting movements for a very unconventional remix of a song I had never heard before. And somewhere online, there's a video of him dancing it, and it's been muted. I would love to see him fully playing with this dance. I, there may also be a video of him dancing at New York State Line with like Derek and and Johanna and friends. Um, I, I, I should probably keep this in my rotation just to play with it more. Yeah, it it's certainly one that we started off when we first had learned it, like dancing it a lot. And then all of a sudden, it just kind of, didn't happen over the last year and a half thank you COVID and so when we went tonight I was like wait do I actually know this dance are you sure I learned this at one point I mean in all honesty joking and it got to the point where I remember that the hitch clap clap so I'm like okay all right here I'm like and like what we were struggling with I was like I feel like there's a twist that way and then the other way and like but it took me like four walls to remember that so it was quite interesting because that was pretty much the only like two or three counts that we were like struggling with we had the rest of the dance which was nice we totally had the restart which is even better so or that little tag bit into the restart so yeah I mean it's a lot of fun it's certainly one that I would love to dance with John again what's your name by Michael Barr what are your thoughts 
Breshy, breshy, touchy, touchy. <laughs> um, that is how you taught it to Sonoma State Line Dance Club. And that has forever stuck in my head. Thank you very much. It is a lot of fun. I don't remember. Yes, I do. I lie. Pikes Peak Line Dance was where I first saw this. And there was just a small group of people out there. And they were running around like crazy people having the time of their life. And I remember after that, we looked at each other and we're like, yeah, this is going on the list. We are learning this next. And it's been a lot of fun. I think you had taught it at uh, Sonoma State Line Dance and did a video and Michael commented it. And then the very next thing I knew, he was he was teaching it again at Boogie Till the Cows Come Home. So we got to play with it there. So yeah, it was just a lot of fun. I think at one point I even got to dance it at the Rachel and Fred event. It was just, it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, you covered a lot of it. Uh, so I will say yay to all those happy memories. I think that was the event where I ended up like floor splitting dizzy, unfortunately. I would have liked to dance What's Your Name with everyone. But I, I definitely remember uh, doing that video with Club, and, and I'm glad that we were able to kind of bridge the generation gap uh, with that teach. Up next we have Put It On or Put It On Me with uh, uh, that's Cody Flowers and Madison Glover. I don't have a whole lot of memories with this, but I just love that song. What are your thoughts? Do, 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 do. <laughs> um, yes, this is one of those that I remember seeing. I remember actually going, I could do that. I could teach that. So I taught it to club. There was a few of the girls that actually really liked it. So I got to dance it with them quite a bit. And then I remember dancing it once or twice at some events. And for some reason, it just did not get the credit it deserved because it is a lot of fun. I remembered most of it tonight after like a quick, quick refresh when you're like, yeah, you do this. And I was like, oh yeah. And then you do this and this. Wait, what comes next? And you're like, well, then you do this. And I'm like, oh yeah. And then you do this and this. And so it's like, it was still in there even after not dancing it for a while. And yeah, I remember it from the part where she does the do to do's. So yeah. I remember the the weight change in the second eight was confusing for me. I will probably never remember the final eight. I remember when I learned the diagonal bit in the third eight. I wasn't very used to diagonals at this level of difficulty of dance. Uh, but that first eight is is very attractive. It hits so nicely, and it's distinctive and memorable. So uh, big bravo and kudos to both of them for that. Last but not least, we have Confident by Darren Bailey and Amy Bailey, which I remember dancing a lot with Kevin Ockelman back at Sonoma State Line Dance Club in like 2015-ish. Um, probably one of the first dances I learned by uh, either Darren in whole or part, and uh, possibly Amy along with uh, Stitches, which I would have known around that time as well. What are your thoughts? I don't understand why this dance was so complicated for my brain when I learned it when I first did. Because like I struggled hardcore with this dance, and now that I'm doing it just today, I'm like, there's not really a whole lot of complication to this. So I do not know what I was overthinking or stressing out about. It is fun. It's got the, a little bit of a sass with that sway part. And then also with the turns, the press and press and press and back twist, twist, like total Rachel style of breaking what you would expect in the sense of patterns and the, uh, the quarter and cross and heel and out, out and the knee pop business. It's just fun, satisfying. And then, of course, the tag, what's wrong with being confident, getting all like 
fun and like scoop your butt this way and scoop your butt that way and arms up. Thank you, Amy and Emily for that one. And yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a lot of fun. And I know that you actually song switched at one point too. And it was a lot of fun. Oh, I totally forgot about that. That was when we were trying to find something to dance to Ava Max's song Salt. And then eventually other dances came out for it, but it was a fun experiment. All right, well, thank you. We made it all the way to the end of this episode of Lion Dance Podcast in under an hour. This has been Christopher Gonzalez and Megan Barcelia. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we will see see you on on the the dance dance floor. floor.